Hi, welcome to our Good Friday online service. We're so glad that you joined with us tonight. We hope tonight's just an evening where you can pause, you can breathe, you can reflect as we remember how much Jesus loved us. Before I became a dad, I thought I knew what it meant to sacrifice. You know, I had friends that I loved and I would sacrifice. Oh, you want to go see, you know, this movie instead of this movie? That's fine. I can sacrifice. You know, and then I got married and then I did learn this isn't all about me, what restaurant I want to go to or, you know, what vacations I want to take. And, and we had to learn this give and take between Kristen and I. And then I became a dad. And then we had another kid and another kid and another kid. And boy, have I learned what it means to sacrifice. Man, as a dad, you love your kids so much, but you give up a lot for them. <laughs> I used to play music a whole lot. I rarely get the chance to play music. I used to play video games and Call of Duty and, and Mortal Kombat and whatever. And now very rarely do I get the chance to do that. But also, man, I would lay down my life. I would sacrifice anything for my kids because I love them so, so much. And my desire for you tonight is that you will just get a little glimpse of how much God, your Father, loves you. That He gave His own one and only Son so that you and I could have everlasting life. There's something very foundational about God that we have to understand when we talk about God and love. And that love is not just what God does, but God is love. Love isn't just something God does, but God is love. Here's what 1 John 4, 7 says. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Tonight, as we reflect on the cross, as we reflect on the love that was displayed in that act of God sending Jesus to die the death we should have died, I want to just reflect on, on how much God shows his love through the cross of Christ. Number one, we see that love serves. Love serves. In Luke 22, verse 24 through 27, it says this, I dispute also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors, but not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become the youngest, and the leader as one who serves. For who is greater, the one who reclines at table or one who serves? Is not the one who reclines at table, but I am among you as one who serves. Jesus says, if you want to be like me, if you want to know what love is, love comes to serve. And Jesus lived that out, that he says he came to serve others. He came healing. He came to restore the broken, to touch the untouchable, to show love to those who felt unlovable. And on the night before he was betrayed, as he had dinner with his closest friends, you know what he did? He got down 
on his hands and his knees and he took the towel and he washed his disciples' feet. The ultimate act of a servant. Nothing was beneath Jesus. His love was so great, he came to serve. And his disciples saw that and they remembered that they served a savior who loved people so much that he touched those with leprosy who didn't receive touch ever. That he got down and he washed their feet and, and that is what sparked a movement. That these Jesus followers, after Jesus rose from the dead, defeating sin and death, they remembered this. And they became part of this tribe where they, they loved the unlovables and, and, and they, they reached out to the hurting and the broken and that's why so many hospitals were founded and, and all these missions to make a difference. And yes, the church has lost its way so many times, but you and I are part of a tribe today that expends, extends back 2,000 years as we remember that Jesus came to serve. Even on the cross, Jesus was thinking of others. He wanted to make sure his mom was taken care of. John 19, 25 to 27 says this, standing near the cross were Jesus' mother, his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother, he's on the cross. When Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple he loved, John, he said to her, dear woman, here is your son. And he said to this disciple, here is your mother. And from then on, this disciple took her into his home. Jesus hanging on the cross. He's getting ready to give his last breath and still he looks down and he sees his mom and he wants to take care of her. And he turns to his closest, one of his closest friends, John, and says, from now on, John, my mom is your mom. Take care of her. And John then takes her into his home and he does. He serves, he loves her. And every breath that Jesus took, he was loving, he was serving. We see that love forgives. A little later, Luke 23, verse 32, it says two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus, he's hanging on the cross and people are yelling and cursing and spitting at him. And what does he do? He forgives them. He says, Father, they don't know what they do. I'm up here giving my life so that they can be saved. See, love forgives. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what's been done to you. Love forgives. And Jesus offers that forgiveness to you. Love forgives. And finally, love welcomes. In Luke 23, verse 39, it says, One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him saying, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. I love that as Jesus hangs on the cross, one of the men crucified to his side, he rails at him and he curses him, but the other believes in Jesus there at his final moments. He says, Jesus, remember me. And Jesus welcomes him into his kingdom. Maybe you think you're too far gone. Maybe you feel too messed up, but you are never too far gone, but Jesus welcomes you. 
Maybe you just feel a little distant from Jesus. Maybe you've been busy. Maybe just the, the stress and, and anxiety of this season of quarantine at home, you've just been feeling that distance. But Jesus welcomes you. He says, come, come to me, all you who are broken and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's never too late. Love serves. Love forgives. Love welcomes. See, Jesus came to die the death we should have died so that we could be welcomed into this new humanity. God created us to be in a relationship with him, but then in sin and brokenness, we rebelled. And so curse came in, and now we have sickness and death. But Jesus came to be the first of a new kind of humanity that was in perfect relationship to God, that came to serve and forgive and to welcome and you are invited to be a part of this tribe, to be part of this movement of Jesus followers who are filled with the same kind of love that Jesus was, to be empowered to serve, to be empowered to forgive, to be empowered to welcome. And I want to invite you that if you are not a follower of Jesus, that you can receive him. You can be welcomed into his presence, just like that thief on the cross. I want to invite you right now just to respond to that free offer of grace and forgiveness. You can become a part of that new humanity, that new tribe as followers of Jesus as a part of his family. You just simply need to pray this prayer I'm going to give you. There's nothing magical about a prayer, but it's just a simple way of saying, God, I give myself to you. Would you just pray this with me? Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. The Bible tells us that if we give our life to him, if we bow the knee, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, to welcome us into his family. You can be that kind of love that Jesus was. You can show that kind of love that serves, that forgives, that welcomes the unwelcome, those who just need to be welcomed the most. For those of us who are followers of Jesus, let us rem remember how much Jesus loved and that he invited us to be like him, to serve, to welcome, to forgive. As we close our evening tonight, I just want to give you a chance to reflect. Maybe you have a journal handy or, or some paper. I know for me, it's a lot easier to get my, my thoughts down on a piece of paper. And I want you just a journal to reflect and just say, Jesus, what is it you're speaking to me right now? Maybe this is a chance to repent. Jesus takes all our sins, but we need to give them to him. And so repentance is an act of, of turning away from the way that we were following to turning back and following Jesus once again. Maybe right now there's something you need to confess. You need to give over to him. You need to repent of that. I want to encourage you that chance to do that right now, to reflect, to write, to journal. I'm going to give you a couple minutes, and then I'm going to close this out in prayer. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you came, that you showed us who God is, that God is love, that love serves, that love 
forgives, that love welcomes. And so, God, I pray that we would be a part of that new humanity that you came to bring. In the same way, we would serve, we would forgive, that we would welcome. Thank you, Jesus, that you took our sins on that cross so that we don't have to carry it anymore. And thank you that three days later you rose and you conquered sin and death by rising from that grave. Jesus, as we, as we pause, as we reflect, as we remember, as we repent before Easter Sunday, just let our minds and our hearts be focused on you. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.